three of the city's hospitals are now in crisis mode, and others are moving closer to that unthinkable step of rationing care. As the pandemic ramps up, seven months of job growth has come to an end. The U.S. lost 140,000 positions in December. It's the first net decline in payroll since mass layoffs last spring, and a sign the economy may be weakening. S&P futures are up 14, Dow futures ahead 94. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your car insurance with RightTrack, which rewards you for safe driving. As the world's most careful driver, that's perfect. Now applying two pounds of force for acceleration, you really up, 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 three miles and begin the deceleration. With Liberty Mutual's RightTrack, you could earn up to 30% savings based on how you drive. Sign up at libertymutual.com slash RightTrack. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Discount on participating vehicles, base coverages only. Availability varies. Heads up, Ulta Beauty's Jumbo Love Event has the best deals for you and your hair. Shop the lowest prices of the season on jumbo-sized shampoos and conditioners from your favorite brands like Redken, Paul Mitchell, and Biolage. No matter your hair type, Ulta Beauty has plenty of products to keep your hair shiny, hydrated, and healthy. Stock up, save, amaze your hair at the Jumbo Love Event. Shop online or in-store now through January 23rd. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. TV game show fans bid a sad so long today. Here is the host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. If you were born the day Alex Trebek first hosted Jeopardy, you would now be 36 years old. When Trebek died last November, the producer said the show would continue. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. This week, Trebek, his voice weakened, had one final message for his fans. I'd like you to open up your hands and open up your heart to those who are still suffering because of COVID-19. As he was suffering, he was thinking of others suffering. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Lakers star LeBron James weighs in on Wednesday's attack in Washington. Those are terrorists. What are you saying? Those protesters. They're not protesters. Where are they protesting? Knocking down walls, knocking down the gates of our nation's capital. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. days we're all doing a lot more virtually which is why at ohio health we've expanded our virtual care options and availability to make it even easier to get safe expert care at home that includes virtual visits with over a thousand trusted providers in every medical specialty learn more about our virtual health options at ohiohealth.com virtual health Steak and Shake thanks our community for patronizing our restaurant and supporting local business. You can visit Steak and Shake's drive-thru or order online for delivery and carry-out at SteakandShake.com. We'll even bring it out to you with our curbside service. Enjoy delicious breakfast, burgers, shakes, fries, and more. Open 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Call 740-592-2005 or visit us online at SteakandShake.com. Be sure to sign up for our rewards club for even more deals. Steak and Shake, 941 East State Street in 
Athens. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey Bobcats, D&D Advertising has the new 2020 basketball schedules ready for pickup at these fine businesses. Hampton in Athens. Sickles Sanitation, LLC. Magic Moments Vacations. A1 Sanitation. The Pub. Classic Brands. Advancing the Scudders. True Blue Plumbing, LLC. Fisk Concrete, Pitcock Glass. Shauna Stump, State Farm Insurance. T-Mobile, Reed and Bauer Insurance. Athens Outdoors, Miller Monuments, Dallary Heating, Cooling and Refrigeration, Trucks by Design, and Retro Auto Parts, LLC. Please patronize these fine businesses as they are an asset to the community. D&D Advertising Enterprises is not licensed, affiliated with, or endorsed by any university, sports institution, or program unless specifically stated in writing. No proceeds from any of the funds collected for your ad will be given to any educational institution or sports team. We are not responsible for any schedule changes made after printing. One great thing about the Athens area, people want to support locally owned businesses. In a very tough time, remember that the money you spend locally means a lot to the small Athens businesses. Hi, this is Jarrett Jones from Senior Hardware and Outdoors, and I'm asking you to visit great local companies like Wright's Mill, Floor Mill, Friendly Paws, Ohio Valley Running Company, and of course, Senior Hardware and Outdoors. Your business matters to us. We shop local. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Oh, come on, can't we get some sunshine? It's a Friday, it'd be nice to have some uh, nice weather. And it's not bad, it's just not great. So then I guess it falls upon us to make it better. In our actions and our thoughts and all that sort of thing, you know what I mean. Anyway, good morning folks, yabba dabba do. it's Friday. And uh, Scott's here as well. Let me turn his mic on. There you go. Good morning. Good well, morning. You had some good groveling in that first yabba dabba deal. Did I? Yeah. Almost. It was almost Wyoming-esque. Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> well. That was talking you know, about I, I, the I just, weather. What did I just show you a few minutes ago? Yeah, your fountain pen. Pretty yeah. cool. You know... Um, that should make it feel good, regardless of the weather. It, it does. It does. You know? I have, for years, folks, enjoyed fountain pens. And and yet, of course, like everybody else, I fell out of the habit. But uh, in, in going through different little places, Nick's and Nooks and crannies, isn't that what do they call it? Nooks, nooks and crannies. And crannies. Yeah. Uh, while my wife's been in California, uh, I came across my stash of pens and uh, worked on them, and, and they were all kind of dried out, and so I had to clean them and soak them and everything, and then now they're working great. Golly, who was it? Alan Goldsberry, I think, always used a fountain pen. And there's been several of our legal guys, if you will, in the community who have always stuck with a fountain pen. But uh, I do like mine, and it looks great this morning. And I have dozens of them, all different types and that sort of thing. 
Anyway. So what do you soak them in? When water, you were water. cleaning them, just water? Oh, yeah. No solution of any kind? No, no, or no, 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 water. Because what it is is over the years of not being used, much of the ink had dried out within the mechanism, right? Yeah, within the barrel where it pushes it down, yeah. And um, so you're just trying to get that all washed out. And... Um, you know, basically, you just uh, set the nibs in there, and anyway. Yeah, that that looks uh, pretty like a pretty cool pin there. Yeah, you got there. This real simple one. This is a, a Schaefer, and I have um, well, I bet I have two dozen over the years I've collected of uh, fountain pens, and every bit of that many of special uh, ballpoint pens too. Anyway. Pretty cool. I gave Krista a little gift the other day. Yeah? I gave her a pen, which has built into it uh, a ruler, a level, a Phillips screwdriver, and a flat blade screwdriver, and, oh, uh, that soft tip, like, in case you didn't want to use your finger to key in text. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever they call those things. Yep. And, of course, a pen. Pretty cool. That sounds like the Swiss Army knives yeah. of pens. Exactly. And she uh, she even had an occasion to use the Phillips about an hour later. <laughs> and just just by happenstance. Yeah, you know those are pretty cool. If you, if those of you that wear glasses, if the screws ever come loose mm-hmm. in the hinges right there, those things are really handy to tighten them back up. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I so, have, um, I'm a tool nut, folks, which is, uh, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen it in your garage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you know, if you don't have something or if you get rid of something, mm-hmm. guess what? The next day you need it, you need it yeah. or you'll be looking for it. Now, what did I do with that flathead screwdriver? You know, and many people come and borrow things, which I don't mind, you know, oh my, our great neighbors next door, the Elliot's, um, other neighbors, that sort of thing. And most of the time, they come and say, you don't mind, do you? And I said, no, of course. Um, and then others that know me even better, they just do it <laughs> without even telling me. But uh, they also return everything. Um, oh, there was a thought I had there, but I just lost it. Uh, oh, well. See, just like that screwdriver you'd have been looking for, just yeah. lost it. Maybe it had something to do with tools or power tools, power machinery, something. It, it, it's garage. not important. So Yeah. Those uh, pens you were talking about are stylus pens, the touch screen with a soft tip. If you don't want to touch with your finger to text. Oh, a stylus. Yes. Yeah, a stylus. The stylus tip. Yeah. The rubber right. tip on it there, too. Those things, are they come in handy. Well, I just always use my fingers. But yeah, same here. Anyway. That was a nice little gift, though. Um, today in history. Today is Friday. It's January 8th. Um, let's see here. This, this is going to be hard to pronounce. Ram- Ramzi Youssef. Well, that wasn't so bad. No. Nah. On January 8th, 1998... Ramsey Youssef, the mastermind of the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, was sentenced in New York to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Is he still alive? I believe so. Is he still in prison? I believe so. Wow. What else? In 1815, on this date, the last major engagement of the War of 1812, 
came to an end as U.S. forces defeated the British in the Battle of New Orleans, not having gotten word from the signing of the peace treaty, which I think occurred a day or two earlier, right? I think so, yes. So, uh, unnecessary battle. 1918, President Woodrow Wilson outlined his 14 points for lasting peace after World War I. Also, Mississippi became the first state to ratify the 18th Amendment to the Constitution, which established prohibition. 1935, on this date, Elvis Presley was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. I have one occasion to play with him. Now, that would have been... In Hawaii. Oh. That would have been, of all your celebrities you've played with, had to be right at the top of the list. One of them at the top. First of all, I was never an Elvis fan. But I got booked to do the show. And I was just um, what we call a jobber. So, like... um, you know, maybe um, a half dozen of the musicians are part of the act and travel all over with him. But then, if it requires a full orchestra or anything to accompany, those are all jobbed in locally. But it was fun. But Yeah, I'm thinking, but really, you're sitting there. There's, there's other acts I preferred. Playing behind yeah, Elvis. I know. I know. You know, you're looking out, you're banging your drums back there, and I don't know, you got to be thinking, this is Elvis Presley. This is cool. But, you know, somebody told me years ago about celebrities. You know, they're just people, too. They have extraordinary talents is what they are. And this came from one of the... uh, Well, general managers of uh, one of the Major League Baseball teams. You know, there's. I have worked with a number of musical celebrities. Yes. Um, There are some who are just good people. And there are others who definitely the... The stereotypical image you might have of a celebrity, you know, being a little bit... Um, complicated and difficult to work with and very opinionated and all of that. A little Pretty, arrogant. Yeah. A little egotistical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met a few of those, too. <laughs> that has shown more often than just good regular people. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm preferring, uh, preferably hoping for good, genuine people, like you just mentioned there. But pretty cool that you can hang that on your resume. I think the most regular bunch I had, and by regular I mean caring, and they cared about their gang, would be the Supremes. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, I anyway. love their music. <clears throat> Still to this day, always will. I always just thought that Diana Ross was just so glamorous. Well, she was. And, I mean, I never met her, you know, but just seeing her and just, had she just gave you that really good feeling about watching her, even though it was on TV, listening to her voice and everything else. Folks, some of you may have forgotten this, but um, our first dean of our College of Medicine here at Ohio University was her sister. Yes. Barbara Ross Lee. And um, did a good job. And I was so hoping she would somehow be able to persuade her sister mm-hmm. to come perform here in the convocation center or wherever. I wherever, don't care. Yeah. yeah. In Bronies would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Avenue Roundabout would have yeah. been fine. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's see here. Let's move along. Um, 
Let's see here. Actor comedian Larry Storch is 98 today. Do you remember him? Just a bit. From uh, the uh, from the F Troop. Yes. Show. Yes. He was Corporal Agarn. Um, Charles Osgood from CBS, 88. Do we still air his thing? I don't believe we do. Is he still doing it? I don't think he is. I think once he left his show on, uh, what was it, Sunday mornings with Charles Osgood or something like that, I think that was when he... Well, we're, we're a CBS affiliate here, folks, and as you well know. And um, he used to have a daily commentary, uh, which I think we aired around 11, I'm sorry, 12, 15 or something like that. Yeah, I think it was. Um, the Osgood file. Yeah. Charles Osgood. Very good voice. Yeah, oh, well. I think he dropped the curtain on that uh, after his TV shows. Shirley Bassey, 84 today. Bob Eubanks from Game Shows, right? 83. Yes. The newlywed game being one of them. I'm... Reading through a bunch of these here, trying to pick out ones that we would... Oh, uh, McTiernan. Uh, movie director John McTiernan is 70. Uh, actress Harriet Sampson Harris, 66. Education secretary Betsy DeVos is 63. Member of our government. Michelle Forbes, 56, actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, I don't recognize any names down in here. Well, let's just go to the bottom. The youngest person listed today is actor Freddie Stroma, or Stroma. S-T-R-O-M-A, Stroma, I'm guessing. Who's 34? Not too super young. Not like we've had previously. Yeah, we've had them as young as 12 and 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, today is National Joy Germ Day. <coughs> okay, Scott, I need your help. <laughs> what is Joy Germ? National Joy Germ Day, and I'm doing this from memory, is a day to recognize those that spread kindness and happiness and optimism and uh, thoughtfulness it as a germ of joy to hopefully influence others to do the same being a germ you know how germs are transmitted mm-hmm. it's a germ of joy to transmit that way okay there's a gal that lives in our neighborhood her name's julie but for the life of me, I'm having trouble coming up with her last name. She works for the university, has an important role over there. Uh, I'm reaching my, for my phone here just for a second, folks, to see if it pops up at all. But, um, well, spell it correctly, Palmer. Dr. Julia... Dr. Julie Barnhart Francis. And she is the director of the Even Edward Stevens Literacy Program. Now, when I think of people that have joy, she is someone who quickly comes to mind. And there's others too. I'm no, I don't mean that there's just one. Yeah, like, but um, I just have. It's the first person that came to mind this morning. Yeah, like a few of our callers that are frequent callers too. Yeah, they have those. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> there's that <laughs> groveling again. Okay, Wyoming National Bubble Bath Day. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> National Argyle Day. I thought Argyle was like some sort of fabric. 
It is. Okay, what's unique about Argyle? Uh, well, it has the, the diamonds, the diamond-shaped patterns that connect. Oh, so it's a, it's a look, not a fabric. It can be both, yeah. It's made as a fabric that way, too. I mean, can there be Argyle made out of cotton or polyester? Yeah. Okay, so it's more the pattern. Yeah, Okay. correct. Yeah, like uh, you see in uh, Scottish kilts, I guess, or okay. something like that. Okay, okay. That have the so those kind of diamond shapes connected, yeah, I all over I with the small now. stripes going through all of them, yeah. National Winter Skin Relief Day, National English Toffee Day. Well, I guess I don't have trouble with any of those. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. What about some historical stuff? Uh, in 1656, on this date, was the beginning of what has become the oldest surviving commercial newspaper, which was the Harlem Netherlands. So, um, in an entirely different continent. Okay, a little newspaper trivia there. In 1790, the first U.S. president, George Washington, delivers his first State of the Union address. 1790 on this date. 1835, again on this date, the U.S. national debt is zero for the first and only time in history. Nineteen twelve chiefs, that is to say representatives of peoples and church organizations, uh, I'm going to circle this word here and we'll come back to it. Let me start that paragraph over. Chiefs representatives of peoples and church organizations and other prominent individuals from the African-American Congress and declare its aim to bring all Africans together as one people to defend their rights and freedoms. Okay. I have seen this off and on over the years. But the, the word organizations... The spelling of it. Um, in some places they use a Z. And in other places they use an S. Organizations. Organizations. Um, I've always took it that the, if they used an S, it had some sort of European tie. Where here in the U.S. we would use a Z. But that was my crazy thought. I don't know if that has any merit or not. Well, actually, you're pretty close because that use with an S is a Commonwealth English spelling with the S. Well... This is an American publication that I'm reading from, <clears throat> but they did use the S, and maybe it's because of the topic at hand. Could very well be. Okay. 1916, during <clears throat> World War I, Anzac forces withdraw from the Gallipoli, Gallipoli Peninsula after Ottoman forces successfully defend the access to Constantinople. Oh, well, you get the idea. On any given date, there's stuff like that. So, uh, I think I heard you comment earlier this morning about David Bowie. Um, he, today would have been his birthday. He was born in 1947, two years before me, but died in 2016. 
and uh, the name of several of the groups he was associated with, most famously, whoops, there goes my phone, and it's a junk call. Go ahead. Uh, David Bowie, he was mostly... Uh, a solo guy? Yeah, yeah, mostly on his own. Um, not recalling any groups that he was with. Name um, a tune that uh, he would probably be best known for. Uh, probably Let's, Let's Dance was a good one. Okay. That was, that was a, <laughs> I'm not singing. Oh, you want me to play it? Well, I'll get, yeah. it, get it loaded up. Yeah, I'll do that. And he also he did a uh, duet with uh, Bing Crosby, uh, the little drummer boy for a Christmas yeah, song. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, we'll get Let's Dance. Okay. Now, uh, Kim Jong-un, one of our favorite people. <laughs> Today is his 38th birthday. We already mentioned Elvis. Were he alive, this would be his birthday. But he died in 1977. Um, Stephen Hawking. What an interesting guy he must have been. I mean, he had this wizard mind, right? <clears throat> hyper-intelligent, free-thinking, and yet had, you know, physical limitations, a handicap, if you will. Well, anyway, um, let's see, Eli Whitney. Now, these are deaths. Eli Whitney... Died on this date in 1825. He had been born in 1765. He, he was uh, the inventor of the cotton gin. It's always amazing how fast you are with knowing this stuff. <laughs> Galileo Galilei. I didn't even have to look up that one. I just knew that from memory. Okay, now he died in 1642 and on this date. Um, Italian astronomer? Physicist and engineer. Yeah. The father of modern physics. Well, let's see. Do we have anything else in this stack? I don't think so. So, um, let's see here. So, we, we mentioned David Boy, right? <laughs> This would be he. And he's encouraging us all to let's dance. Pull on your red shoes and dance the blues. Let's dance to the song.
song 1983 folks sounds like it belongs right here today doesn't it in my book it does all right we have a caller uh there we go good morning good morning dave uh just letting you know you were off the air for guarantee you at least 30 minutes this morning because when i took my wife to dialysis and then all the way back home again you you were off the air for the entire time Okay, but put a specific time to it. Um, 5.25 till 6 a.m. Okay, so that's the um, first, what, light. first Light show. Yeah, that's the First Light radio show. Okay, we'll figure it out. All right. We'll call Thank Jeff. You. Thank you. All right, um, let's see here. Push that button. There we go. Thank you. Uh, we do appreciate knowing these things. Um, okay, let's look at some other stuff. This Okay, t- COVID time. And by that, I mean the report. So, uh, again, we remind you, all these figures are collected about 2 o'clock the day before. In the case of Athens and the state of Ohio, they actually update the figures at 2 o'clock daily. Um, uh, in the case of um, U.S. and world stats, uh, they're updated every few hours. So, um, But I always try to make it as of 2 o'clock so that... Um, it represents a 24-hour report. All right. Athens, uh, we now have, let me get the right number here. Well, that doesn't make sense. Did I do something wrong? Okay. We're going to not do this today. I printed off yesterday's version, not today's version. So uh, it's it's fouled up. It would be inaccurate is what I'm trying to say. Um, I don't know how I messed that up. Because I did update it. And I just printed off the wrong one. Okay, well, um, 
let me just speak to um, you know we're basically getting about 30 cases a day new in Athens County Um, we have as of yesterday 3,263 cases have occurred so far. But 2,799 have already recovered. There were 134 that required a hospital care, and that could be either ICU or regular. But 366 were recovering at home. I have a neighbor who, other than being checked in and said, you got it, uh, essentially spent the entire time recovering at home and now is past it. Um, yeah, I'm real worried. Um... And I fall into one of those categories where pretty soon I'll be able to have the vaccine. I'm worried about my wife, who has some underlying health conditions. She would uh, qualify for it even before me. Um, you know, she's been uh, out in California for three months. Gets back... Um, in nine days, I guess. And, of course, she'll have to do a quarantine for... Uh, she'll have a test and then do quarantine. And I guess the current standard is 10 days. Um, I think we have to use all the caution we can. But it drives me nuts not to be able to go and have a bite to eat with a friend or my wife or whatever. I like to be social. So I have a very small group of friends that are very cautious and... Um, we only pick an establishment that we think has been extra diligent and cautious. And we wear our masks except when we're consuming food or a drink. But I know other friends of mine who say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. I don't know what to think. All right, so I apologize. I do not have all the stats. I printed the wrong sheet this morning, so let's just move along. Um, okay, so let's talk about our nation or the world or that sort of thing. Right now, our nation, the United States, is dealing with a cascade of crises during the wait between a presidential election and inauguration. Um, go back to 1933. In the four months between Franklin Roosevelt's election and his 1933 inauguration, much of the world descended into chaos. For example, Adolf Hitler took power in Germany and the Reichstag. The parliament building burned. Japan quit the League of Nations. Here in the U.S., hundreds of banks shut down 
lynchings surged in the South, the country, meaning us, oh, get that? Us, U.S.? I didn't mean to. That, that was not in writing. That was me. Let me turn your mic on, though. Yes, I, I noticed that. Okay. <laughs> the country, numb and nearly broken, anxiously awaited deliverance. Today, the length of time between a presidential election and inauguration is about six weeks shorter than it was back in 1933. And neither the U.S. nor the world is in a dire situation as it was then. Or should I say as dire. But the current situation is still pretty dire. So the worst pandemic in a century is becoming more severe. With a contagious new coronavirus variant spreading and thousands of Americans dying every day. The mass vaccination program is behind schedule. And that's concerning to all of us, I think. Even more concerning, though, to me, is how many people said they won't get it. Anyway, going on, almost 10 million people, I'm sorry, almost 10 million fewer Americans have jobs than did a year ago. The U.S. president, with the backing of dozens of members of Congress, has tried to overturn an election result and remain in power. Hundreds of his supporters overwhelmed police officers and stormed the Capitol. One of the few times in history that the that a U.S. government building has been violently attacked. All the while, the country lacks a president who has both the power and willingness to reduce the death, illness, and mayhem. Instead, President-elect Joe Biden is left to rue that President Trump is denying the new government access to important national security information and to plead with Trump to renounce the violence. Uh, Trump, for his part, appears disengaged from the worsening coronavirus crisis. Most other long-time democracies have been much sh have had much shorter lags between an election and the transfer of power. In Britain, a new government usually takes office the next day. In Canada, France, India, and Japan, it happens within a few weeks. Um. The, let's see here. I, I'm working from several different publications, the New York Times, the Washington Post. I've sort of pulled little bits out of each. Let's see. The authors of the U.S. Constitution created the, the delay to give a new government time to travel to the nation's capital during wintertime, an issue that obviously no longer applies. And the country has already shortened the time period once through the 20th Amendment. It was ratified in early 1933, during the chaotic months when Roosevelt was waiting to take office, but not soon enough to shorten his transition. Many legal scholars say there is little justification for today's two-and-a-half-month wait. Samford Levinson of the University of Texas has called it the Constitution's most mischievous feature. Okay. 
So with this delay in time and all that stuff, we've got top congressional Democrats demanding Trump's removal from power. We've got Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senator Chuck Schumer saying that Democrats were prepared to impeach Trump a second time. But with less than two weeks until the end of the president's term, it's unclear whether Democrats could move quickly enough to do so. Now, as you've heard, no doubt, several Trump administration officials have resigned over the violence at the Capitol. Betsy DeVos, who's the Education Secretary, and Elaine Chow, who's the Transportation Secretary. That's just the beginning of the list. There's been some more as well. I don't have them in front of me, though. The Justice Department did not rule out pursuing charges against the president for his possible role in inciting the mob. We are looking at all actors, not only the people who went into the building. That's a quote from Michael Sherwin. He's the U.S. attorney in Washington. Well, we could go on and on with this. The point is, it's such a difficult thing. And um, very quickly, uh, let's end up with um, Coach Art Turf, but I want to also talk about sports locally. So, Scott, you always know so much more about that stuff than I do. So we've got um, we've got some high school stuff tonight, right? Yes, we do. Um, the I think the Athens Bulldogs are in action this evening, and I'm going to check on see to see who they are in action against. We'll have the uh, game here at 970 WATH, and I believe tip-offs are usually right around 7 p.m. now, and uh, you know hopefully there's no delays. I'm going to show my stupidity. Is high school football done? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, they have been. They finished up, uh, I believe. Don't tell me nine weeks ago. Okay, ten ten weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry. The Uh the Athens Bulldogs will be hosting River Valley tonight, and we'll have that action on nine seventy. WATH. I think uh, Connor mentioned a seven p.m. tip off. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Excuse me, and. Athens Bulldogs sitting in first place in the TVC Ohio. Uh, let's see. The Nelsonville York Buckeyes will can, be. Can I ask one more, one yes, more question? Yes, of course. We go on? Although we got to move quickly. Um, nobody's allowed to attend except for maybe a couple of family members. For yeah. Each. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, pretty much. They're okay. limiting attendance. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Trimble will be at Chesapeake uh, tomorrow night. Uh, Federal Hawking will be hosting Waterford tonight. The Alexander Spartans will travel to Vinton County, and uh, that rounds out the Athens County teams there. So the Ohio Bobcats will be in action tomorrow. I believe it's tomorrow afternoon at uh, Toledo, uh, taking on the Rockets. And, of course, the Ohio State football Buckeyes will be in action Monday night. Pre-game starts at 630 here on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM as they play the Crimson Tide of Alabama for the national championship. Okay. Without further ado. I-N-E-P-T. And it's Trek. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Well, Coach Turf, you're off to the beach as Seashore State is the next ball game. It's coming up this weekend. That's right. You know, it is a road ball game, and I am real proud of the fact that you got the 19 and 37 Packer back here in one piece. So what I'm going to do is make sure that you didn't do nothing wrong. I'm going to get our brand new driver, old Skid Crawford, to fire that rascal up. Hey, Skid, fire up the old Packers, will you? Coach, that's just the way it was starting with me. Well, that's the way it's been starting since ever since 1937, wasn't it? It's purring like a kitten. 
Not any kitten I know, but it, that, that thing runs like a fine watch. Listen to that rascal go. And we appreciate you driving around all week in that thing, and appreciate you bringing it back to us so we can make this road trip over to Seashore State. Well, I guess you got everything packed and ready to go to the beach. That's right. We got us a brand new driver, old Steve Crawford. Nurse that rascal. Nurse it. He got it. I meant to tell you about that uh, about that rattle coach. Uh, well, he's got everything packed in, in trunks and all the uniforms and all the equipment packed in the packer, and we're ready to go. How do you get all your players on this one vehicle? Well, some of them ride in, some of them ride on, some of them ride behind. Do you have a limit on the number of players that you can take on a road trip? Only the ones that can suit up. I'll be back with Coach Turf right after this message. And Subway, happy to bring this to you. Coach Turf, you're ready to head to Seashore State in the road game this week. I see you have the Packard all ready to go, and I'm certainly glad to be giving uh, up the keys uh, to your new driver. Well, that's all right. We got Skid Crawford going to take good care of us. Of course, now, anytime you want to take the Packard for a week or a day or anything, a little spin around town, you just feel free. Maybe you can do it again next year. I think I'll let somebody else have that privilege. Well, Skid can take care of us. He's going to take us to the beach, and I understand that the Seashore State has got a real fine ball club. What do you know about them? You have a scouting report on them? Well, that's right. You know, we got a real fine scouting report. I understand they got real fine boys at their skill positions. Like, for example, they got a quarterback named of a Sturgeon, Stan Sturgeon. I understand he can hand off and uh, he can throw the football. He can run the football. He's a triple threat out there. In fact, he likes to throw the ball to his favorite wide receiver, boy named of a Schooner, Scott Schooner, and he likes to float over that field and catch that ball. And their favorite running back is a boy named of a Schroeder, Shrimp Schroeder. Uh, not a very big boy, but he can really scoot around them ends. What about your coaching opponent this weekend? Well, I understand that uh, Coach Sheffield, that's uh, Shark Sheffield, who's been coaching over at Seashore State for quite a while, has got a real fine uh, bunch of folks that helps him out behind the scenes. Good supporting cast, then. Well, that's right. You know, like, for example, his secretary, a girl named of, uh, Sue Salisbury, you know, helps him out in the office. But not only that, she uh, is out there during the ball game selling the programs, and they do something real cute. They print their programs on seashells. So Sue Salisbury, who's the sensational secretary to Shark Sheffield, coach at Seashore State, sells seashells at Surf Stadium home games so the spectators can spot the star signal caller Stan Sturgeon and his supporting squad Scott Schooner and Shrimp Schroeder. Is that what you're telling me? I'm glad you said that. Well, hey, I have an addition here. wait a minute here, let me... Um I don't have you on. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Democrats are issuing new calls to impeach the president after Wednesday's deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. A Senate Republican says he might join them. Nebraska's Ben Sass tells CBS this morning. House, if they come together and have a process, I will definitely... issued his first condemnation last night in a White House video. Correspondent Ben Tracy says his initial refusal to do so has caused a rift with his number two. CBS News has learned that Vice President Mike Pence did not come here to the White House yesterday and that he and the President are barely speaking. There's a lot of pressure on the Vice President to talk about invoking the 25th Amendment, especially from some lawmakers on Capitol Hill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says if he does not do that, she will consider a second impeachment. Speaker Pelosi has just ordered flags at the Capitol lowered to half-staff to honor the Capitol police officer who succumbed to his injuries. He suffered in the attack. Deputy Homeland Security Secretary Ken Cuccinelli tells CBS this morning. The FBI is fully pursuing anyone they can find who is involved in this criminal activity. And uh, DHS are assisting them in that. And there's no restraint on that. We are fully, across the administration, pursuing every avenue of justice available. There have been dozens of arrests. The FBI FBI is offering a $50,000 reward for information on the person seen on video placing a pipe bomb at political party offices. COVID deaths in the U.S. topped 4,000 yesterday, new pandemic record. In California, one coronavirus patient is dying every eight minutes. Dr. Mara Carlotti, head of palliative care at Holy Cross Hospital in Mission Hills, says some seem to be dying of broken hearts. It is so lonely. The only thing that they have is the TV and us. Doctors in South Florida are reporting a 
new way to treat severe cases with stem cells from babies' umbilical cords. The study from the Cell Transplant Center at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine involved coronavirus patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome. I think this could be a turning point. Dr. Camillo Ricordi is the director. He says the treatment reduces the risk of death, has made recovery time faster, and is less invasive. Lisa Mateo, CBS.